welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. Frenchie doing the intro to change things up on you, and I'm here with host and our favorite and I guess only real co-host, uh, Mr. Malukas. How are you? I am good. Thank you for asking. Um, how are you guys doing? Everything good? Everything's fantastic. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> really sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. Why did that sound so I sarcastic? Did... Yeah. It was only like half sarcastic. Really, it's not been a bad day. I mean, it's rainy here, which kind of sucks, but it is. You know, it's been raining here all day, and I've been, you know, like I'm a race car driver. I'm gonna go get my gains. And I woke up this morning, and it's literally just been raining. And I was like, oh, I have to go for a run with Louie. I was like, I'll wait, I'll wait a little <laughs> bit more. And it was still raining, so I was like, man, I actually have to go run in the rain. So yeah, it was, it was cool. And Frenchie, this is we we you forgot that Sarah is sort of an official co-host now too. So even though she's you know off vacationing around the world right now while we're working, so she's you know. not going to listen to this. So I wasn't worried about it. No, no, that's that's true. So I don't really know where we have to go with this because there's not too much in the news. But David, I'm sure you saw all the F1 livery releases. Uh, you know which. <sighs> I I saw a few, but like I'm not gonna lie, they they oh, they no. just kept looking the same, and then the same, and then the same. Yeah. And I thought like it was like a joke going around, like that nothing's actually changing, and like all the teams like teamed up with each other to just not change anything. Um, Early April Fool's Day. Yeah. So so uh, to be honest, I kind of stopped looking after Ferrari. Yeah, that's fair. So let me switch to this, and you probably don't have an answer for me, and that's okay. Are we going to see the same HMD number 18 livery this year? <laughs> yes, talking on keeping the same stuff. Uh, yeah, we're actually going to keep the same. No, but we, we there might be a few surprises, a couple special ones for a few races. Um, I don't want to say anything okay. now, um, but I think there's yeah. going to be some, some cool designs coming. But uh, for now, we are keeping everything the same, mainly because... All the the clothes the clothing that the team got that we got we didn't really get until yeah. Portland because I mean I guess the the company we were working with was still struggling with like COVID so it's like we really only got to use our proper like you know team clothing for two races so we'd like to use it a little bit longer so that's part of the reason were, why we kept the same. You were using your Indy Lights fire suit at least part of the year, right? I vaguely remember hearing that. I so. I so I was I, I no I up? was going to but I really didn't want to because I didn't want to go into IndyCar with duct tape everywhere, but uh, <laughs> but I did manage because we had some uh, like a suit fiasco but we managed to talk with HRX and they came in clutch and I swear I think it was within a week, not even they managed to get the suit and everything designed perfect and it showed up on St Pete the day right before practice one. Um, Okay. So I did manage to actually have my racing suit for the entire year, thanks to HRX. But uh, but yeah. I was just trying to think about what else we could ask him about, to be honest. Because F1, yeah, you're right, was really boring, if I'm just going to say so myself, even though it will be nice to have racing season come like, and actually be here. Uh, I guess... I wanted to ask you a little bit. Let's get your thoughts on thermal. I mean, we've talked about sort of the results of the test slightly, right? Not so much because we can't read too much into testing. And we've heard from, I mean, some drivers, I guess, have spoken to the media about what they thought about the track, all that kind of stuff. If they could race there now, I'll answer all those questions. But I don't know. I wanted to just hear what, what you thought. Um, I mean, it, it's, uh, I don't hate it, 
I don't love it. It was it was kind of just uh, it just exists for me. It's 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 a track. Um, I mean, there's some parts that I do like and some parts I really don't like. Um, but overall, I mean, I, I think as a test track, especially for preseason, I thought it was actually pretty nice. Um, I mean, my thoughts out of that don't really kind of stretch that far. Racing wise, I did hear some people say that they want to they want to have that track as a race. I don't think it would be any good. I, I I don't know. I don't see any passing points. I think it would be kind of just a follow the leader type of race and kind of all the moves are going to be done via pit stops or, you know, drastic tire degradation. What were the casitas that you guys got to stay in like? Okay, the casitas were nice. I mean, so like everything outside the track <laughs> was really, really nice. I mean, they really pampered yeah, us. Okay. They spoiled us. Um, I mean, yeah, you get your own little casita. They they even like, he did a little, he drove me around in his Tesla to show me where, where my casita was. They gave me waters and all these things. And no, the whole environment was really nice. I mean, they really like, was like, whoa. And they, we had a nice dinner, everything. It was very cool. Um, but the actual track itself from like a driving standpoint, you know, kind of like 50-50. But everything outside the track, of course. I mean, yeah, they it was nice. It was very nice. So I have a really dumb question. And I didn't ask this when we were talking about it a couple weeks ago because I was probably distracted while we were recording. But what is a casita? It means little house in Spanish. If you put oh. ito or ita on the end of things, it's like kind of shortens it to little or small. And so casa's house. Okay. All right. Next question. I, somebody in one of the Zoom calls said that the track service surface was unlike anything they'd experienced before. Is that one of the reasons why it could be pretty difficult to race on, other than the fact it's pretty narrow? Yeah, I mean, that is definitely, uh, that's definitely a very good, good point. Um, that was, it, it definitely is very different, but, uh, it's it's also just the, the the track layout as well. I mean, when you go in that back mm-hmm. session, the seven, eight, nine. I mean, that's doing nothing but literally just eating the front tires, like just destroying it. Right. Like, right. I mean, for I remember if you we were trying to when we kind of went out and did like a qualifying simulation and try to do that one lap. I mean, you literally push for that one lap, and if you really really push, you'll get that good lap. But then like, th- those tires are done. I mean, you you try to do it and they're just graining, and it, it, it was so bad. So the entire time we're trying to make the fronts last. And then, it, yeah, that's, yeah, we, from me and the engineers, we didn't really enjoy the track. I don't know. I don't think it fits well that's for an fair. IndyCar. I, the way IndyCar is designed, yeah. it tends to be more on the understeery side and really focus on the front tires. And that track is obviously very, uh, these long corners that just love to just chew on the front. So even, you know, I guess the idea that was kind of thrown around there was some sort of, exhibition type race would you not even want to do an exhibition there because it just wouldn't be fun i mean i don't know it's tough to say you know without trying it you don't know until until you try it i i don't know from from an outside standpoint i don't know if it would be good i i really i'm leaning more it's not going to be good i don't see how i mean maybe like the 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 first section where it kind of just goes back and forth you know the the 180s until it gets to the back but uh yeah, I mean, all I know is that for half the track, nobody's going to pass anybody. From 7 all yeah. the way until 14, nothing's going to happen except following the person. So, yeah, I don't know. And I feel like if you do an exhibition race, you want it to be sort of off the wall and crazy. Like, you look at NASCAR and their Coliseum race, which is basically just 
almost a demolition derby when I watched part <laughs> of that. Like they just wreck into each other, which obviously wouldn't happen with IndyCar. But I don't know. Let's say we were going to do an exhibition race. Do you have any thoughts on what kind of what would be a place that's weird but not impossible? Like there would be good racing, but it's not somewhere you'd immediately think of like, oh, this is a track that we go to. To be honest, it might require thought. Actually, we, we might have to think about that for a second. Yeah, I don't know. If anything, just to, for it to be chaos, I would. I would just say, just do some short oval. That Fair. that would sure. that would be. Uh, that's the only thing that would come to my head to be crazy, but not really necessarily crashing because IndyCar can't really kind of bump each other. But <laughs> I mean, actually, they they can bump a little bit. I mean, IndyCars are actually pretty solid. I think they're like the tanks yeah. of open wheel. But um, yeah. I I was thinking, so the first thought that came to my mind, which everybody who listens to this will hate, is NOLA Motorsports Park. Because we never really Wait, had NOLA? an official race there. Yeah, New Orleans Motorsports oh, Park. Oh, New Orleans. Oh, okay. It's it's not that great of a track, yeah. but when, when IndyCar was there, it was chaos because of the rain. So, you know, just, just do what Bernie Ecclestone wanted in F1 and purposely wet the track, and you could have another race of chaos there. My other thought is, like, one of the paved ovals that, like, SRX goes to that are, like, a half-mile oval. I don't remember what they're called because I don't pay attention that closely to it, but that would be cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think of good tracks, like, that are small ovals. Hmm. There are, I guess... NASCAR goes to some of them, right? But you wouldn't want to do that. You want to do somewhere different because they're literally paving over a football stadium. So we can think more off the wall about or this. We, or we join with NASCAR for the Chicago street race. That's what I want. Yeah. And to be honest, that that's, all, really I cool. want. that's okay. all I want. <laughs> so other than you know what we've kind of talked about with the actual track, did you get through most if not all of what you wanted to get through you know checklist wise for the test yes i think we definitely did you know we i we really had no idea how long it would take me to get back into the to the groove of things um i think in the like the majority all the the simple things and kind of just getting up to, to pace i think it only took just a few sessions but definitely finding you know, like the really trying to like perfect, you know, my, my driving, everything didn't really take until the end of the two days. Um, so each session I was getting better, but from a, from a engineering standpoint and, and things we tried with the car, I think we definitely tried the things that we wanted to do. And then on top of it, we, cause we were kind of chasing the track a little bit cause we were very much, uh, not on the right side of things after the first day. So second day was definitely more new ideas that we came up with to, to try to find time for that track. As somebody who obviously, I mean, had to come up and adjust to an indie car not so long ago, did you have any time to spend around some of the new rookies to see, like, were you impressed by any of them, or did you really just kind of not notice them as much? You were kind of in your own thing. Other than Stingray, obviously being my teammate, um, I never really had time to talk with with anybody else. Um, kind of once the two days started, I mean, it kind of just got quite busy. Um looking i i mean i can't really i mean i don't know i wasn't really yeah i was really focusing more on you know our side of things and making sure that we were where we needed to be um but no looking at stingray i mean i thought he did uh very good for his what is it second time in an indy car now um after the, yeah, yeah. the sebring test um 
yeah, I mean, it's there's so many new things, and he's getting used to all of it. I, I just know I was so overwhelmed with all the new adjustments you can make as a driver, and they're like, hey, so here's the Honda guy, and these are all the changes you can make. And then from our standpoint, these are all the changes you can make. And, oh, look, look at all these new buttons on your steering wheel. Oh, yeah, they're not props. They actually do stuff. Okay. And, like, you have to – and everything's so customizable to the driver that it's just – it's so overwhelming when you go from, you know – two roll bars and you know brake bias and any lights to now all of these adjustments you're kind of just like whoa i don't even i don't even know what i want so let me just i guess just drive so he did pretty good to catch on to to the things that he you know these new things obviously i can't go into detail so did it did did stingray come to you for you know questions like hey what does this do or what should i do in this situation and then i guess if he did is it kind of, I don't know, maybe cool in a way that you have a, you know, even younger driver? I'm assuming Stingray is younger. I don't know that Stingray is young. Stingray is not younger. So we're going to... You guys are within like cool days to... apart, right? I think it's like a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I should have done my research before. Was able to come to you and, and did it feel pretty cool to, to have a teammate lean on you like that versus, you know, you, you know, picking uh, Takuma's brain last year? Yeah, it's definitely cool. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see, they've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Colby Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flojo. Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. Well, I mean, it's definitely a bit odd that after one season i'm already like supposedly in quote quotation marks a veteran um and i'm supposed to be the the teacher i definitely don't feel like i'm at that stage but any questions that stingray had i i of course i i answer them and i actually think it's going to be really good for us both of our driving styles are very similar so i think once he gets into the groove of things um i think then i i think we'll be very good to work with each other and and setups and changes so i think he's actually he's going to be we're going to be a good duo um it just depends on you know when he gets the click of things Sure. All right, so I guess uh, we got to talk about some TV because we always do. And I have a show for you guys this time, which is really rare for me because I don't watch like a lot. But I don't know if you guys have you heard of American Auto? Mm-mm. What's it on? Actually, this is the way I found it. When we were at the Rolex 24 and we were watching like we had Peacock up, right? It just kept coming up yeah. ads for it. So it's on NBC and Peacock, I guess. It's in only its second season, but it it's created by the guy who was, I think, a writer on Scrubs and The Office. And it really reminds me of The Office, but they're in a car company. Oh, that actually sounds And the main lady really is good. someone from SNL. It was it's really oh, funny. Word? Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's a good that one. That does sound really good. I'm looking at it right now. Oh wow. Okay. This like looks like a You're very me... easy show to watch that so you could just put in the background, yes. make yourself yeah. I don't know. 
some nice enchiladas for dinner. I, don't, <laughs> I really want that's, enchiladas. That's literally what I'm about to make. For no dinner, way, so. seriously. They're like 20-ish minutes episodes. We live so in a simulation. Kind of thing. We live in a simulation. That's crazy. <laughs> um, well, yeah, you're making. You're gonna make me re-sign up for Peacock. You know, before the before the race <laughs> season starts to watch it. Well, didn't they change something? Peacock. Peacock. I don't yeah. know. I don't. I think I don't they really took care. away like a free version that. Uh, people were getting really upset about like there was a free version that you could use and now it's more limited i have to do research on that but i remember seeing outrage about oh now we have to pay for this service to watch stuff oh my goodness yeah but every streaming service is doing that like i keep getting alerts all the time that they're trying to increase the pricing and netflix are now like releasing some new like no password sharing thing yeah so overseas oh right okay well there you go yeah, so they're gonna test it out on everyone <laughs> yeah, else. First. Test on everybody else, and then bring it here. <laughs> but uh, well, if we're talking about shows, and if you guys have Amazon Prime, I highly recommend Clarkson's yeah. Farm. Um, oh, it is hilarious, and the second season has okay. recently come out. Um, absolutely love that show. So that's kind of what I'm watching right now. Awesome. I heard he's like trying to build a restaurant, right? Because he's just been losing so much money. Is that is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, actually, I don't I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, but yeah, let's just say he yeah. didn't make um, near anywhere, like almost no money after the first <laughs> season. So, you know, yeah, he's trying to do some stuff. I was about to text Frenchie tonight and be like, I need a new show to watch because I'm just watching the same. I'm just like scrolling through Netflix for an hour and I can't find anything good right now. Well, you guys going to see I Cocaine been Bear? Watching. Am I going to see Cocaine Bear on Friday? I don't know. <laughs> what is the, what, what, I can't believe that's a real what thing. What is Cocaine Bear? What is this? Ooh. I'll let Frenchie explain. Yeah. All right. So it's a movie that's coming out on Friday. <laughs> okay. I'm scared. That is, let's 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 make sure we get it right. Okay. Uh, a 500-pound black bear consumes a significant amount of cocaine and embarks on a drug-fueled rampage. And so it's like basically people, I don't know, dealing with that. It's got Ray Liotta in it, Ice Cube's son uh it's an interesting cast uh it looks it looks like a strange but something that i don't want to miss this maybe i'll go on friday it's not like i have anything to do this i'll go friday during the day like like, this isn't a meme like this is a real thing oh my god apparently it really happened too like it's based on a true story really a bear just snorted cocaine and went crazy maybe someone lied to me but i think so I'm pretty sure it's real, like a real story. I, I thought I heard that too. Yeah. Where did he get the cocaine from? Yeah, it is from 1985. 175-pound American black bear overdosed on cocaine in 1985. It had been That's dropped no by drug smugglers in the wilderness of Tennessee. That's no way to talk about Cody, bro. Oh, he's in a mall now. Uh, the bear was found dead and was stuffed and displayed in a mall in Kentucky. This is amazing. Oh, my God. I didn't even know that was a thing. 90% the people world. like this movie. Huh. Well, I'll add it to that That's list. critics who are watching it now, too, because it hasn't come out yet. Very interesting. I think we found the episode title for this week. Cocaine Bear is a real movie. Yeah. that That's... I mean, that's mental. I did not even think... I can't believe that's real. Like, how did he get the coke? Like, what? Well, okay. Um, There's only one way to find out. You're going to have to go to the movies. have to go watch it. And the cast is actually, like, it has a decent cast. Like, this isn't really a joke. Yeah. Like, this is pretty good. <laughs> like, okay. No, it's, I, I think we're going to have to all see it and review it at some point. Yeah. 
Wait, well, when then, do you guys get in? I mean, do I, you, are you coming to St. Pete? We can go watch Cocaine Bear. True. That'd be fun. It's, it's very, there's a very small chance I'll be there. Like, there's like a 3% chance. Well, that's very specific. Well, what's the 3% coming from? Uh, a, I can't say it while we're recording, but an interview I was for like a, a full-time opportunity so I'll tell you when we get done here, but I can't. I don't want to spoil my. I don't want to get my hopes up either. So I don't know yet. Okay. Well. Wait. Do you want to tell people the other thing, like that, the other major change that nope. you just had? Uh, nope. Okay. Nope. So nope. now I just like hinted at that, and now everyone just has yeah. to wonder. Yeah. No. Every- you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe not yet. Not yet. Anyway, let's talk about something else. So. I don't know. So we have the season upcoming here. If you're looking toward the end of the year this year, you know what is a, a successful season for the 18 car at the end of the year? Is it wins, podiums, championship, championships? Is it winning all 17 races? Um, all man, yeah, wow, uh, those are <laughs> very high goals. Um, you know, for me this season, I just really, really, really want consistency. Um, you can obviously say, like, yeah, I, I want to win every race or be fighting for the championship. But, I mean, you have to be realistic. I mean, these the, these drivers are the best of the best. Um, I'm coming in as a second season. And, of course, I'd love to, to be doing to be winning and all that. But I don't think there is a series out there harder to win a race than IndyCar. It is so, so hard. Like, everything has to go right. Strategy has to be on point. Yellow flags have to be in your favor to get a win. So, from my standpoint, I just really want consistency from the start to the end of the season, and that would be like top ten finishes in, in every every race. That would be like a dream come true for me. Sure. If we came to the end of the season and almost every race I finished top ten, I'd be like, wow, amazing season. I was just looking, and the last win I guess for Dale Coyne as a team was twenty eighteen with Bourdais at St. Pete. So yes. it's been a little bit, but I mean. I could I could easily see it happening this season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. You know, if we're building off of the car that we had last year, which was getting very close to, to compete with the front runners, um, just a few more yeah. tweaks, and I think we'll get there. I, I do see a win, win there, but at the end of the day, it will not be easy, and we are going to have to make sure everything goes perfectly and push 110% to, to get it. So... After the test, you you know you check most of your boxes off, et cetera, et cetera. How is the you know morale with the team? Are you guys feeling confident heading into St. Pete? Is a little bit, you know, anything can happen. Let's let's give, keep our wits about us. You know, what's what's the morale and the mood like right now in the shop? No, the morale is really good. Uh, we've been practicing on pit stops nonstop, and they have gotten so much better. I mean, we 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 just did a couple two days ago. And, I mean, they were, like, on point. Every single one, it was just amazing, like, beautiful, like, very quick. Marks were good. So I think the team is, is very much ready. Um, obviously, now that it's second year, we know, I know everybody. Everybody's more more kind of – and they know the vibe. We know that where the car is at. Um, we have a relationship. Everybody knows kind of the little things that we like to do on and off track. So the morale is very high. You know, we did the, the thermal test, and – you know, changes here and there, everybody's changing different things, but I think coming into St. Pete for a street street course car that we have from coming off last year was very good. Um, yeah. Obviously, we do have a new teammate, but I think it's going to be in the better. Um, I mean, our 
driving style is very, very similar. So even if he's still kind of learning and coming up to new things, there's still changes that we can put on both cars with the short two practice sessions we have and just kind of learn double time. But no, I think hopes are high. Um, I've been there to St. Pete once already now in an Indy car. I know how it, how it feels. I know how the how the walls feel, and I know to stay away from that. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, we're definitely going in high morale. I am I'm I'm so excited. I can't wait. And after thermal, I still remember how to drive a car. I'm so happy. That was my next question. That first time you got in the car at, at thermal, was it a little like, wait, how do I how do I turn this thing on again? Yeah, I mean the, the noises didn't feel right. The seat felt like a little bit crooked. Uh, the steering felt like it was too high. I was like, why is it not rubbing against my thighs? I don't, why is it? And, and, uh, what, what else was so, so odd? Um, uh, and then all the, the lights and everything I thought were, were different, but they were still the same. I don't know. Everything just felt so new and just not right. Um, but after, I mean, a session I was like, okay, I'm back. You kind of just mold into your old position where you were at all your little like twists and and stuff but yeah no after i'd say about a session we were back to to good back to where it needed to be by the end of the day though it was uh very sore <laughs> very very <laughs> sore i was like wow i'm out of shape i i work out every day but there's you know you just can't get those little muscles that you just you get in race that you just can't you can't replicate it sure that makes sense all right so i was gonna ask actually ask you host if uh I doubt we're going to have David on with us before St. Pete, right? Like another time before St. Yeah. Pete. So should we try to get some of his predictions for the season since we're probably going to do those later? That was that was my next question. All right. Well, Frenchy, you and I will each come up with two and we'll we'll add David's answers in when we do like our tweets afterwards when we put the polls out to everybody. Let's see. All right. Who's winning the driver championship in 2023? Oh man, you're saying the whole season. Oh, the whole season. Uh, oh boy. Hmm. Hmm. I am gonna rep the number nine car since that's where my old engineer went. So <laughs> I think they'll be pretty good this season. I'm gonna rep the number nine. That is never a bad choice. Yes, you can never count that car out. All right, so I think my question will be which driver maybe is going to get their first win Ooh. in IndyCar. It could be somebody who's just new, or it could be somebody who's kind of been, like, waiting on a win for a bit. I think this one... And you are able to pick yourself. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not going to pick myself, but I do think, like, this driver is going to be a, a, a kind of, like, a probably, like, a big pick for everybody, but I'm going to say Kyle Kirkwood... In that Andretti car, I do see him, especially after the test. I mean, he was very, very quick. Let alone, I mean, all the Andrettis were very quick there. But yeah, I, I know how good he is, especially with a car that matches his driving style. So yeah, he's going to be a bit of a bit of a weapon this year for sure. All right, let's see. All right, so I'll stick with the winning. Who who's going to win the Indy Five Hundred this year? That's really hard to ask him that, for that I one. So I know. Hard. You never Especially because I don't even remember there. who all the one-offs are right now. Yeah. That's tough. Um, oh, boy. If Ganassi still have those in insane cars that they had last year, I mean, then you have to pick between the Ganassi cars. 
I'm going to pick my old teammate, Takuma Sato. Oh, that's a popular pick. All right, I dig it. Frenchie, we'll round out the episode with one more prediction question from you. Uh, I'm going to ask you Rookie of the Year pick. Oh, Rookie of the Year. Well, obviously Stingray. I mean, <laughs> all right, that's an easy pick. That's where I thought all you'd right. go, but you never know. Well, sir, good luck at, at St. Pete next weekend. We'll be watching and, and, and rooting for you and. Two weeks. Ne- yeah. Right? No, two weeks. Is it two no, weeks? It's, it's next, next weekend. It's next week. Oh, because, yeah. okay, we that yeah. different phrasing. This weekend, yeah, and yeah. then it's... Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah it again. is next weekend. Yeah, that is true. Oh, my God, it's next week. That is crazy. Wow. That went by so fast. Oh, my God. Yikes. Yes. Agreed. You just Thankfully, it's here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like, seriously. Oh, boy. Uh Wow. Just go watch American Auto. Yeah, I need to get my mind off of it now. Oh, boy. Stress is coming. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we'll be back next week, and we'll do more predictions and have some fun. And, yeah, next weekend is St. Pete. So, everybody, have a lovely weekend. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.